0: The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at MSLandBank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi.
1: It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in
0: the studio. Ba, 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 ba. Okay. All right. Here we go. Hour number two of the show. I'm Matt in the Bureau in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Jason on the live stream, he's on Facebook, and he says that he just received a notification that State versus North Alabama in baseball have been moved to Wednesday. Hmm. Has it now? It's been moved to Wednesday. Okay. So, but isn't there supposed to, no, no, no. Thursday's when you could maybe get some weather, right? Not Wednesday. Anyway, um, I'll double check that. I, I hadn't seen it myself yet. uh, Jason, if it's on Twitter or something like that and y'all seen it, send it to me so that I can put the news out there if it's official, but uh, Jason got himself a notification. I'm assuming that would be for tickets or whatever the case may be. But I'll keep my eyes peeled for that. Updates from the NCAA basketball tournament. <clears throat> 48 minutes of wallering all over each other, but by the don't shake hands after the game. COVID. Iowa is about to go down. Yeah. Seven seed Oregon mm. is beating the ever-loving snot out of Iowa. You know,
1: if Oregon wins this, I think if my math is correct and it could be wrong, but uh that would put the pack ten, pac twelve, whatever they're called these days <laughs> like eight and oh. Mm-hmm. I think it was and right. the big ten, which dominated my bracket, they're just falling by the wayside.
0: You know how Jake Wimmerly posts these memes and it's this guy who stands out on a street corner in a crowded group of people and just holds up random Mm -hmm. messages on a cardboard piece of cardboard you know it'll hold one up and it says not everybody needs a podcast you know stuff like that the other day somebody posted one jb and it held it up you know what the sign said the guy on the street corner it said nobody cares about your bracket (laughs) (laughs) this time of year and you just pointed out why like that's yeah. why I said I'm I'm through with doing brackets yeah. unless I watch all these teams play. And frankly, well, I, see, watched I watched any a lot of, of it this
1: year, man. I I really did. I watched more hoops this year, probably than I have in the last couple. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I got to. Well, what I'm tied for idea? 28th in the in the zone bracket. That
0: ain't bad. No, that ain't bad at all.
1: Oh, true maroons number
0: one, man. Come on. Yeah, well, it's we still got really? today's
1: games to go. So you okay. you know, you
0: know he probably have. filled out his bracket. Based on mascots, you know, you did a mascot challenge, fill out your bracket that way, he's gonna win the whole thing. So, Oregon, I'm looking here now, uh, five and a half minutes left. Oregon is up by 20. Seven seed Oregon leads two seed Iowa, 86 66. Oregon will advance, Iowa will not, as uh, JB said. Now, Alabama's gonna play later today, they're gonna or tonight, they're gonna play Maryland. That's a two versus a 10. I think Alabama has nothing but, like, double-digit seeds left in front of them, almost. Um, Let's see. LSU going to have their hands full tonight against the one-seed Michigan. Go Wolverines. Yeah, I'll root against LSU in that one. We hadn't heard from Tiger David today, have we? Just (laughs) just thought of that. Uh, Chris called us last week, predicted a sweep. Didn't get it, but uh, got two out of three. And Judy told us right off the t- uh, top of the. Spit it out, Matt! Right off the top of the show <laughs> that um, two out of three ain't bad. Okay, so let's see here. Hailstate.com. Oh, you take two out of
1: three at LSU anytime. You?
0: Anytime. Baseball alters midweek matchup with North Alabama. So they've moved it to Wednesday. Make a note on your calendars. All right, back over to the uh, real quick. We'll start hour two here with a few texts on the Country Pleasing Sausage text line. Jonathan, Fred, Jeremy, Brent, and more bully. Jonathan said, that is so funny. When people ask me for marriage advice, I always say the same thing. Separate tubes of toothpaste. They typically just look at me blankly. I just respond, trust me, bud. (laughs) How about that? So Judy brought that up. I've never been asked that before. But Judy asked if I and a homecoming queen use the same tube of toothpaste. And... I never even thought of it. It just never, but we just, for 12 years now, we we all, we have our own tubes of toothpaste. (laughs) I don't use hers. She doesn't use mine. And that's the way I like it. I'm I'm certain that's the way she likes it too. Now, Jeremy said, Matt, are you Cameron James' daddy? Now, why would you ask me that, Jeremy? Really? Uh, Let's see. More Bully. What did More Bully say? More Bully said, I would like to go on the record and say that powder blue is a sissy color for men to wear unless it's Dale Murphy, Bob Horner, Claudel Washington. Or, then he says Steve. Steve who? <laughs> Just some dude named Steve? <laughs> yeah, the Braves used to, in the you know, early 80s, late 70s, early 80s Braves had the, uh, you know, the old Bob Horner, Gene Garber, Steve Bedrosian, Claudel Washington, Dale Murphy uniforms, Bruce Benedict, Braves uniforms. Remember him? Yeah, they were baby blue. Did you blue. say Bedrock? Did no. Did you just talk about Bedrock? No, I didn't say Bedrock. Steve Bedrock Bedrosian. Oh, yeah, Bedrosian. Was that his nickname, Bedrock? That was his nickname, yeah. Who was the other guy? Gene Garber was the sidearm guy, right? Yeah. Bruce Benedict <laughs> out there at second base. Eggs Benedict. Shortstop, Rafael Ramirez. You know,
1: Glenn Mother Hubbard at second base. Yeah,
0: uh, Pasqual Perez, Mister. What is his I- nickname? I two eighty five. Yeah, he got on he got on the bypass, couldn't get off. Just went round and round and round. <laughs> True story. Uh, Luvier said, "I've only said go Wolverines when watching the movie Red Dawn. Otherwise, they can lose every game in every sport to every opponent. I hope Michigan beats LSU by twenty five points tonight." happy to see it if it happens and I like LSU fans and I like Baton Rouge and I like LSU baseball and I like LSU football I like all that stuff I've even said that if I weren't a Mississippi State fan and I was just going to choose another SEC school it would be definitely between LSU and Arkansas because those two fan bases in different ways fit me <laughs> and I fit them but so I it ain't it's just I just don't I'm I'm ready for Will Wade to be out of it. <laughs> Jay Tonathan, I don't know if we use different brands of toothpaste or not. I don't never I never look. I promise you this.
1: Why, that, why is that why is the reason for that? Is it sanitary or is this because you know, when I do wedding counseling, premarital counseling, I tell people two things you need to avoid. People that don't know how to put the toilet paper on, the rolls from the top, not from <laughs> the bottom. And you don't squeeze the toothpaste in the middle. You push it from the And you will be how many. I I marry people that have lived together for a while. And once they get married, they find the smallest things to complain about. Oh, yeah. And those two are at the top of the list. (laughs) Well, he just doesn't know how to put the toilet paper on. Well, you squeeze the toothpaste from the middle of the tube.
0: Yeah. I would. There ain't no way I could be a counselor. I would have zero patience. none whatsoever for whiny childish immature people in those guys i would not do it i would not put up with it we'd have we'd basically have a football meeting if somebody said to me well he don't know how to put the toilet paper roll on there," you know what i would say get over it how much time does it take to switch it around the other way switch it around and shut up well she won't She she won't roll the toothpaste up from the bottom. It just bothers me. She squeezes it out and it gets all gummed up on the top. So what? It's toothpaste. It's your problem. You need to get over it. You married this woman, committed your life to her. Now you're mad about toothpaste. You're the problem. (laughs) I would not handle it, man. Whiny people. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something else. All this counseling stuff, half of it out here, that's what people need. They don't need smooth things said to them. Let's work it out slowly. Bull. Half of y'all need to be yelled at. Just tell them the truth and let the chips fall. See, I couldn't do it. Ain't no way. I couldn't do it. Part of the reason I couldn't coach right now. True Maroon says this. Uh, they okay. So this is a this is True Maroon talking about. I made a complimentary comment about Ole Miss's baby blue color addition to their uniforms. What I said was, it makes their stadium look more full of people, first of all, because it really stands out. And to me, it just looks better than the old blue. That's what I said. Because I saw that when they showed the crowd shot at the Ole Miss game on TV yesterday. Beautiful day, everything. And like the crowd, half of them wearing blue that matches the sky. Anyway, and True Maroon said, they talk crap about our black unis but they wear Tiffany blue he says my new favorite uniforms are the grays that we wore Saturday with the script state on front of it yeah those look good I thought now look I'm not a uniform guy most of my opinions are rendered invalid just simply because I I get it I don't know what I'm talking about on this kind of stuff but man I like when LSU wears those yellow jerseys with the purple hats on Sunday like they wore yesterday I thought that looked good But whatever. Just let them wear something and go win a ballgame. That's what I say about it. Uh, Louvier said, Matt Wyatt needs to be a chancery court judge. Go Saints and go Tigers. Yeah, shut up and get over it. All right. Uh, More bully on the Davini Equipment phone line. More bully. Thanks for calling. What's up? More bully? Oh. Hello. Hello. Can you hear Can you hear me? Push the button.
1: Hey, watch it! I can also push the button to get you off. I know, I
0: know, I know. Good job, we, we, JB. We, hey, they we're trying here. Hey, hey guys! Hey, All lovers! Right. Hey, lovers! Get over it. <laughs> okay, you're up. More bully. Well, What's I'm kind of scared. I'm I'm kind
1: of scared to talk after that tirade. <laughs> I
0: mean, I'm, I'm I Good look. Gosh. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie it into you. I don't care what you do with your toothpaste or your toilet paper. I'm just. just You know what what does make me mad to
1: people I'm not married to? When they know I'm on the radio and they're calling me like Fletch does all the time, he's doing right now.
0: (laughs) It's funny. That's awful. He's doing it on purpose.
1: (laughs) So, what? Hey, what? What did Ole Miss do
0: this weekend? Uh, they swept Auburn. They got a one-run, low-scoring wow. win, got a dandy start from Gunnar Hoagland, who's, I think, leading the country in strikeouts this year. Gunnar Hoagland, former first-round pick. They moved him up to their Friday night starter. And I got—I went to the game Friday night and watched a little bit of uh, Auburn and Ole Miss. I got some friends over at Auburn and got to see those folks. But anyway, um, Hoagland is – He's he's a he's an electric light show man. He's good. And then so it was a one run game, and then they had a really competitive one run win in game two. They win the series, and then yesterday it was just a blowout. I don't remember what the final score was, but they just blew the doors off yesterday's game. Yeah. Hey, do you know do you know a guy named Jet Busby? Uh I don't think so. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. No, the name wasn't familiar to me. I was walking in my neighborhood this day. My- my next door neighbor called me up and said, "Come
1: meet my grandson-in-law," and I did. And his name was Jet Busby. Okay, he played—he played baseball at Stink, and now he's the uh, scout for the Mets.
0: You sure? not know. Are you—are you certain whatever. it's Busby? It's not Butler, is it? No. Okay.
1: Could be Butler. I know it's be one.
0: Okay. By the way, that game yesterday—that—that like, that Sunday game—I uh, said Ole Miss blew the doors off. I didn't realize this. That game was nineteen to eleven. That was a final score That's yesterday. Great. Yeah, I know. That's great. I that was man. That's all. Okay. Now, I... I think, I, I think better next time, okay? Yeah, more bullies giving JB advice. No. Now now, more bully is the counselor. See?
1: Just see, let him call back. <laughs> see, he went short and sweet
0: on your counseling. He just said, hey, man, be better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tell him to call back see if he
0: gets answered. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everybody's got the answers for everybody else. But when it comes to themselves, we don't always have the answers, do we? Ourselves, I should say. Okay, uh, yeah, so the three games for Ole Miss this weekend, I said one to nothing back on Friday night, six to five on Saturday, then 19 to 11 uh, yesterday. As we've kind of touched on, State goes down to LSU, and takes two out of three. They front-ended the series, and so they won Friday, Saturday. Won on Friday night, 6-1, to win Saturday, 3-zip. And so, you know, you look at that, you go 18 innings against LSU, and your two best starters and your best out of the bullpen, 18 innings allows one run against that LSU team, and that wasn't super clean. I mean, they had some innings where they put guys on base with no outs, and there were some walks early in the first game, and They just always managed to pitch their way out of it, but couldn't pitch their way out of some stuff yesterday, and LSU uh, salvaged a win in the series 8-3, to hit the ball. Had a couple of home runs, maybe three, two or three home runs in the game. I know they had two, might have had three, but a very successful weekend for State, set themselves up pretty, and now you just got to take care of uh, business at home, really the rest of the way. Make sure you're in a hosting position and play your best baseball at the end of the year. Because that's kind of what it's all about. And I mentioned this to you earlier. Also, Southern Miss a sweep this weekend in baseball over uh who is it? Missouri State? Did I have that right? It was a team from Missouri. Uh yeah, Missouri State. Uh Southern Miss wins 2-1 on Friday. Got a shutout on Saturday, five zip yesterday, sweeping with a three to one win. So some low-scoring games, but you know, again, so we were talking about innings. You go 27 innings on the weekend, and Southern Miss pitching allows two runs. Not bad at all. But The challenge is really going to step up a notch this week for Southern Miss. In the midweek, the tomorrow schedule for tomorrow in Tuscaloosa, Southern Miss goes to Alabama. Alabama picked up a win this weekend. They drummed Arkansas back on Friday night, and then Arkansas won games two and three. But like we said earlier, for Alabama – you know, you go to a number one team in the country to their place on the road first SEC weekend. Pick up one win, your RPI is slick taken care of. So Alabama, very competitive. They're back at home. They'll host Southern Miss tomorrow night, and then Southern Miss will host uh, Louisiana Tech this coming weekend. That's the schedule for uh, to open SC, uh Sorry, Conference USA play for Southern Miss and. They're gonna have a hands full. LaTeX, pretty good baseball team. Got a win recently over Arkansas, followed that up last week with a blowout win of Ole Miss in the midweek. So LaTeX can play uh, for sure. Stats. Let me tell you where people are. Coming out of the weekend in the SEC. At the plate, Auburn is the number one team in the SEC in terms of batting average. At 315, number two is Vandy. Um, Ole Miss is sixth in the SEC, batting 282. State is 10th in the SEC, batting 269. Bottom four teams in terms of team batting average in the SEC, the bottom four in the SEC are Tennessee, South Carolina, and then Arkansas and Missouri. So Arkansas... Number one or number two, depending on what poll you look at, but they're next to last in terms of team batting average. If you look at the pitching staffs, a lot of the talk, especially after what State did on Friday and Saturday against LSU, a lot of the talk now is this debate is State, the best pitching staff as a whole in the country. They They don't necessarily have the best one, two, three starters, but as a whole staff, State the best in the country? That's the question. Well, right now, state's pitching staff leads the SEC in earned run average at 2.36 ahead of Vanderbilt at 2.46. Now, Vandy got dominant, dominant starts this weekend. Kumar Rocker on Friday nights. What do you strike out? Like 13, 14 batters against South Carolina got a win, first round pick. They come right back on Saturday, and Jack Leiter. Al Leiter's son, pitches a no-hitter. He walked the first batter of the game and then recorded 27 straight outs for a no-hitter and struck out. What did he strike out, 18? It was just, he's throwing 97 miles an hour late in that ball game and just mowing them down. Now, to South Carolina's credit, they didn't get swept up in Nashville. They picked up a win yesterday and salvaged it. But Vandy's best team in the country, I think, right now. Um, can State challenge them? State can challenge them. Ole Miss can challenge them. Arkansas can. Mm-hmm. I think Florida can. And really, uh, there you go. There's your top five in a country in, in most of the polls, if not all of them in, a, in different orders. Vanderbilt, the only team that, in the SEC anyway, that puts themselves in the top two of both of those, team batting average at the plate and team R.A. They're the only ones in the top two in the league. Best fielding team in the league is going to be Arkansas. State and Ole Miss are in the bottom three. Uh, Ole Miss is 13th in the league in fielding percentage 969. State is 12th in the SEC fielding at 971. So there you go. That's kind of where everything is. And I'm just scrolling through. This is coming out of the weekend. We're still early. You're just now one SEC weekend under your belt. But uh, coming out of the weekend, State still leads the SEC in stolen bases with 27. They have one more than Vanderbilt and Texas A&M, and, and they still had a bunch of attempts this weekend against LSU. But they got caught a few times. Kid at the uh, plate threw him out, but they had a shortstop. He had some uh, really did a great job catching the baseball off short hops and tagging people. As I told you, State number one in earned running uh, earned run average. State, one, Vanderbilt, two. You flip that for opponent batting average. Vandy, one, State, two. Uh, Teams are hitting 171 against Vanderbilt. Teams are hitting 176 against Mississippi State. That's your pitching, you know, a couple of your top two pitching stats right there. In terms of strikeouts, now, in total, Texas A&M has struck out more than anybody in the SEC, 263. State is four behind at 259, and then Ole Miss is number three. So in terms of striking people out, A&M one, State two, Ole Miss three. I think A&Ms play more total innings, though, than either State or Ole Miss uh, at this point. So State actually leads uh, the SEC, in, and I think they lead the country, in strikeouts per nine innings uh, as a team. So it just kind of depends on how you slice some of those up. So those are just a few high points, team stats, hitting, pitching, Kind of where State and Ole Miss are in some of those coming out of their first SEC weekend. Ole Miss will hit the road this weekend, go play. State will be at home. Take a look at midweeks. States gets moved back to Wednesday. Southern Miss is at Alabama uh, tomorrow. All right. Rolling along here in hour number two with you in the Bureau. Do me a favor and stick around, would you? The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at MSLandBank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And here comes Matt Wyatt up to the plate. The pitch.
1: Whoa, it's a high five!
0: Knocking him onto the bar for great sports talk. I'm
1: talking way back.
0: It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Back with you. Y'all text the show, 885-ESPN, 601-885-ESPN, or 885-3776. That's the country-pleasing text line. Call me on the Divini phone, the number to call, 995-1059, 601-995-1059. Love to hear from you today. If you're watching the live stream, just drop a comment right there. I can see it. And uh, we'll go from there. Somebody asked about the results around the SEC this past weekend in baseball, like who won the series and how. So here it is. Florida swept Texas A&M. Kentucky took two out of three from Missouri. Tennessee played at Georgia. Tennessee won two out of three in Athens. Told you Vanderbilt, USC, or or South Carolina, Vandy wins two out of three over South Carolina. South Carolina got a win yesterday. Uh, Alabama won at Arkansas on Friday night, but then Arkansas won the next two. So Arkansas took two out of three from Alabama. State, two out of three at LSU, and of course Ole Miss swept Auburn. So two sweeps, that would be for Florida and Ole Miss. Two teams got swept, A&M and Auburn. And the teams that got a couple of wins in the first SEC weekend, Kentucky, Tennessee, Vandy, Arkansas State, and then teams that lost and only picked up one win on the weekend, Missouri, Georgia, South Carolina, Alabama, and LSU. So there you go. Thanks for the question. Got you your info. Passing that along. Hey, reminding you real quick, if you've ever wanted to get into a pair of those custom-fit blue jeans, try it out at BlueDeltaJeans.com. They are Phenomenal. Got a pair recently. I told you about those. I may you may have seen like a if you've seen the commercials on the live stream, you see what they look like. And of course, they have lots of different looks and threads, and you can just pick and choose whatever you want. But the thing about it is you used to have to go get measured in person. Well, not anymore. You can go to bluedeltagenes.com, click on virtual tailor, answer the questions, enter the info that it asks for. And you're going to get a pair of custom fit jeans. And when mine showed up, I put them on. I couldn't believe it how perfectly they fit. Not that I was skeptical. I just still couldn't quite believe it. So check it out. And if you'll use my name, you'll get a 10% discount on your purchase at BlueDeltaJeans.com. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Use my name. Code Matt Wyatt at checkout. That's Matt Wyatt. No spaces. All lowercase. Spell it out. Matt Wyatt. And get a discount, save a little moolah. Doggone over here on the country-pleasing text line. What did he say here? I saw in 247 that they have predicted game day locations this year. Oxford was picked when Ole Miss hosts LSU. Ask Annabeth, are they going to get Taylor Swift as a guest picker? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, it's a long ways off, isn't it? So game day, maybe in Oxford for Ole Miss LSU, that would be a good one. You know they're gonna have a big crowd. Yeah, game day, pretty cool. I um I don't watch game day as much as I used to. I remember what it, what what a big deal it was in 2014 when Ole Miss got you know Corso and Herb Street game day there for the Alabama game. What a big deal that was. And then of course State got them the next week. Uh, hosting Auburn You got Corso and Herb Street and the whole crew, Fowler. It a huge deal. 2014, been a long time. Really for state or Ole Miss to host game day, but you know, I don't know. Um, it's still a big deal. It's a very cool thing. Get A lot of exposure, I guess. Um, I find, I've told you this before, but I find myself during football season, when I turn on those early game day shows, I, I usually watch the one on the SEC Network a little more. The uh, SEC Network version of Game Day. It's a very well-done production. What do they call it? SEC Nation. That's what it's called, SEC Nation. And I think the reason I gravitate to it is because I know it's going to be SEC games, which is what I primarily care the most about. And I know that at some point they'll hit on my team and, There may be some nugget of information I pick up on we could use in the broadcast and I don't have to filter out any stories of teams or things that I don't really, not as interested in. You know, it's sort of catered to me. Sort of that niche. It's my niche. So I kind of watch that one when I do watch those in the mornings. The one last year was a lot different than the previous years without some of the main characters you'd had on in previous years. But uh, still, it's all pretty neat. Pretty neat. Thanks for sharing that, doggone. Predicting game day spots. Well, we're hurting, aren't we? I mean, I guess you got to do something for the radio shows in Alabama because they sure aren't going to talk about baseball this time of year because they got basketball. That's right. Alabama's still playing. Speaking of the NCAA tournament, it's over. Oregon has eliminated the two seed Iowa Hawkeyes 95 80, beat them by 15. Oregon moving on. A little bit uh, away from the start of Oklahoma Gonzaga, Gonzaga twenty-seven and zero. Don't they call them the Zags, JB?
1: Yes, they do.
0: So therefore, it's Gonzaga.
1: Yeah, I guess if that's if you're going to go by that, because I'm not a really Gonzaga guy.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Gonzaga. Yeah. It's hard for me to say Gonzaga. I don't know why that is, but anyway, the Zags sounds pretty
1: good. You're doing good.
0: Okay. All right. Appreciate the confidence there. So the Zags are twenty-seven and zero. One seed, everybody thinks they're going to run away with it, especially if you get a bunch of high seeds in the, uh, not hay seeds, high seeds in the Sweet 16 lead eight. They got Oklahoma in their hands today. They're going to tip that one coming up. Uh, 14 seed Abilene Christian, one of the diaper dandies, (laughs) facing 11 seed UCLA later today. Uh, The Ohio Bobcats, they upset, who was it, Virginia? Ohio moved on, so the 13-seed Ohio Bobcats from the MAC taking on 5-seed Creighton. The Creighton Blue Jays straight out of Omaha later this afternoon. uh, I have a friend connection to the Ohio team. There's a kid that plays guard for the Ohio Bobcats named Mark Sears. And Mark's dad is Chad Sears, and Chad and I grew up best buddies. We were the same age. We were best buddies in grade school and growing up in Russellville, Alabama. And, of course, I moved away in the eighth grade, but we kept up. Chad went on and had a good football career, at, uh, of course, in high school, but then played for the UNA Lions and got a shot in the NFL with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Mark's uncle, Colin Sears, was an offensive lineman for Auburn and played a little in the NFL. And he had an uncle named Corey Sears, played for Tennessee. So it's a very athletic family, but mostly football. And then Chad's son uh, Mark is now a first-year player for Ohio. So kind of pulling for Ohio. You know, have one little Muscles, connection. Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Yeah, for Muscle Shoals. Yeah.
1: That that kid Preston for Ohio, who he is lights out. Isn't he something? He can, he can get it and go. Hey, and, I don't. And do you know his story? No. You read about him a little bit yeah came up in florida uh went to one of uh, B- believe i think it's called believe sports academy okay but just uh without a mom without a dad just one of those great stories that you yeah. find and yeah somehow he ended up in ohio he he, he grew f- i think three or four inches after his senior year of high
0: school oh wow yeah. that happens sometimes doesn't it like scotty yeah. pippen
1: yeah yeah that's exactly matter of fact they uh tongue-in-cheek compared him to him a little bit
0: oh did they really okay yeah yeah the the late growth um what's the other let's see there was another story i was going to point out to you oh the oral roberts game last night when they beat florida who's that kid number zero for oral roberts
1: i don't know how to pronounce it is it's emma M- M- yeah M- i can't M- pronounce it i, was I think it's emma i know hey, this you should go back if you get a chance and listen to the post uh game com- conference with uh, their coach, okay. there's a quote in there, and Kyle played it for me this morning at, at the at the pro shop, but it's it talks about how it's so much better when you have guys that are extremely talented who are also the most dedicated workers. Hmm. He said, when their kids get on campus, they give them six weeks, the first six weeks to make twenty thousand buckets. Really? 20,000. What? He like said, free throws this, this, or just anything? No, short. All over the floor. Mm-hmm. You got to make 20,000 buckets and you got to keep up with it. He said most kids it takes them 10, 12, 14 weeks. Uh-huh. Some, sometimes kids will push those, you know, uh he said this cat did it in 6 weeks.
0: Ooh. Well, he's, he I mean, was he's yeah. they had a bunch of guys that I mean, there, there's no one player that's the reason that you come back from behind and win a game like that, but, and it was helped by Florida kind of thinking they could put it on cruise control almost. Mm-hmm. But that cat right there, anytime they needed something, he went down there and gave it to him. Yeah, a three with a hand in his face or body up with a guy who's like six inches taller than him and still make a tough shot right over him in the lane. You know, and you see some of these players you hadn't seen all year long, and they're just good. I mean, that's really cool. Okay, so LSU Michigan is tonight at 6 10 Central. LSU Michigan's an eight versus a one.
1: Yeah, we had a caller a while ago who didn't want to go on the air, but he was saying how the Big Ten's nothing and the, the, the SEC always gets a bad seed, like an eight or a nine. He said LSU shouldn't have been an eight seed. They're going to beat Michigan tonight.
0: <laughs> Not happening. Uh, But watch out, since the Pac-12 is on fire, the USC Trojans face three-seed Kansas in a prime-time matchup tonight on CBS. 840 Central Time. Six-seed Trojans, three-seed Jayhawks. Go Trojans. Let's see what happens. Coming to your text next, I'll let you hear what uh, Mike Bianco and Chris Lamona said after the ballgames yesterday next in the Bureau. Stick around. The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling? Make sure you go there first. Online at MSLandBank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi.
1: He's going all the way it up, it up, it up. with playoff caliber sports talk.
0: It's the Matt Wyatt show. Right Okie okay, dokie okay. back with you here. Wrapping up hour number two. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Thanks for tuning in. However, you're tuning in wherever. Feel free to comment on the live stream if that's where you are. Say hi. I'd love to hear from you that way. Shoot me a text. Give me a call. Jason in Flagstaff texted the show and said, I've not watched game day in years. I was always a college football final guy when they had Reese Davis, Mark May, and Lou Holtz. Too much going on with the game day for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they change things, try things. I guess I've sort of been critical in the past, and now I guess I care so little about it. I'm not even as critical as I used to be, but Yeah, I agree with that. I just enjoy seeing Coach Holtz and Mark May on there. I thought they were a good counterpunch to each other. It was entertaining. Um, The game day stuff, I don't know. It's just worn on me over the years. I, I think initially, one, it was a little more organic in the early years because it was new, and they were making a name for themselves off of the story. They were doing the story of the day. The story of where they were and why they were there, the stories of those athletes, the story of that day of college football itself. And they were a little more organic and a little more authentic in the early years. And frankly, you know how it is and everything else, the farther you go and things change and they really are trying their best to manipulate it to be like it, it once was. But it's backfiring and having an opposite effect for them these last few years on shows like College Game Day and some of those others where, frankly, it's just, it's less authentic story and more about flash and pomp and circumstance. And, you know, it's, it's just not as entertaining as it used to be. And ratings and everything else will back that up. It's not like they do a bad job. They don't. They still do a good job. It's just not what it used to be. I would agree with that. Saints fan, SBO9 on the uh, live stream over on Periscope said, Abilene Christian, Baylor, Loyola, Oral Roberts, and Creighton, what do they have in common? I don't know. What do they have in common? Give me the answer. I'm interested. I did see this nugget, though. Uh, This is sort of, but not directly related. Um... Oregon's win over Iowa today is the 12th upset of this tournament. Okay, so upset being defined as a win by a team that was five spots lower in the seeding than their opponent. So you go five spots and beat them, beat your opponent, then you're an upset. The most through the round of 32 that you'd ever had was 10 upsets. That was done eight different times before this year. The record for the most upsets in a tournament is 13 total. That happened in 85 and in 2014. So the record is 13 total in the whole tournament. We're halfway into this thing, or not quite, and we're already at 12. So you may break the all-time record for upsets. Again, if you define an upset as seated five spots lower than the opponent, the one you beat. Just thought all right, I'd Let me give you that.
1: Let me throw you a bone. All right. Can I do that? Yes. All right. So uh, my thoughts the entire weekend as to why so many upsets were happening, a couple things. Okay. Number one, you've got everybody strategically and centrally located. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going anywhere. Everybody's got this routine down, and you're not doing anything. You don't have people from the East Coast flying to the West to play a late-night Friday game and vice versa and all the other things in between. Mm -hmm. So when you take some of those X factors out and all you're doing is just getting in a bus and going and playing basketball Mm -hmm. and eating, Mm -hmm. I think it allows for more parity to become involved because if you're, if you're going back to your school as normal tournaments would have been years ago, then you're back at home either Sunday night or Monday morning. And then you're on the road again, Wednesday, and then you're on the road, you know, through the weekend and then back home, and and I just think that that makes a huge difference in the way these teams are playing. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, I think you hit the nail on the head. the The only poll that really matters is the one in the end, mm-hmm. and all these people, including myself, that thought the Big Ten was Big Ten, uh, no, you know. Hey, and it, let me throw just, another idea at you. Yeah,
0: what do you, what do you think about this? Teams like Oral Roberts and. Abilene Christian, who play in front of nobody throughout the year anyway,
1: Mm -hmm. do a
0: whole lot better job of playing well in front of a half-empty arena than the Floridas and the Tennessees of the world.
1: Oh, yeah. I agree with you
0: 100%. I mean, to go up in there with no electricity, um, frankly, like, for some of these teams, Virginia, it's like it's crickets. Now, I know that they haven't had full capacity where they've been. Right. But so – but still, I mean, Oral Robertson, it's they're up. They're ready to play. These teams well, are ready I mean, to play. You know,
1: they're a pretty well decently known mid tier basketball school. Mm-hmm. But um, look, man, when you, I just think there's something about everybody kind of because when you come down to it, you know, yeah, you got your D1 guys. But I'll, I'll tell you this it's like yesterday, Loyola, Chicago sticking it in the Illinois eyes. Mm-hmm. Sure <laughs> I mean, did. that was all about, yeah, y'all are the big school. We're going to show you how the little school Yeah, I
0: love the parody. I absolutely yeah. love it. I love yeah. it. I watch, it makes me want to watch more. They go, yeah. oh, the ratings go down. I don't care. It's not because of me. Well, oh, they
1: said the ratings are up more over this weekend than they
0: expected. That's great. <clears throat> so anyway, okay, just, so the answer from SBO 9 he's asking what Abilene, Christian, Baylor, Loyola, Oral Roberts, and Creighton all have in common. They're Christian-based schools that are still in the tournament. How about that? Isn't that something and that's something how that works out. Okay, as promised, here's what Chris Lamonis, back to baseball, said on the postgame radio interview with Jim Ellis right after yesterday's loss to LSU and come back home. And your thoughts of uh, of when this one got away from us? You know, it was, um, Then we come out in the first, with
1: good energy. We, we don't get a good start, but they get a couple of cheapies. And uh, then I thought we locked in, you know, for five or six innings, and, and Dugas did hit. He hit a nice ball there, hit hang a hanging slider. Um, and then it was that sixth, seventh inning is when we let it get away from us a little bit because we knew getting into their pen we'd have some opportunities, and they had some of their top arms still available from the, from the weekend. So um, I thought Floyd pitched well, especially for that first inning or two, and, and then they had Fontenot Fresh who pitched well the last two innings. But, um,
0: you know, just a little disappointing. Um, just didn't think we played our best
1: today as you as you look at the week ahead uh we've got uh, a tuesday ball game with north alabama you've got
0: arkansas on the week by the way just to note that's been moved to wednesday for the midweek and uh i would i would think that uh, after this weekend you'll be glad to get back out there and and get
1: some uh some fresh arms on the field on tuesday and and sort of get prepared for what's going to be a very good arkansas team yeah it's gonna be a fun week i mean we get back home uh you know, like you said, we play North Alabama on Tuesday, and then we jump out there and get a chance for our full SEC open opener in two years. You know, big crowd and an exciting, uh, exciting weekend ahead of us.
0: All right, here's Mike Bianco after uh, completing the sweep yesterday. 19-11 to win after a couple one-run wins before that.
1: Um, I think we pitched it, you know, pretty well, especially starting pitching, you know, throughout the weekend. Uh, we won two one-run games and then really swung it well today. Um Again, you know that's that's a good club over there. They're like us. They're a little banged up, you know, especially from the pitching side of things, and um, and you can see that, you know, you know, once you know today, I think you know, once we got some runs, it was you know, it was, it was tough on them. You know, they they're missing some some key guys like us, and uh, uh, but no, just I'm I'm happy and I'm proud that you know we you win three games. You know, this league is. Very unforgiving, you know, and uh, as you can see in the last two innings. And so anybody can beat anybody on any given day. And so we'll take the wins and move on.
0: It's Mike Bianco. So for Ole Miss this week, it's Central Arkansas in a midweek game scheduled for tomorrow, Tuesday, tomorrow in uh, Oxford. And then Ole Miss is scheduled to go to Alabama, play a three-game series in Tuscaloosa starting Friday. As mentioned earlier for Mississippi State, they had a Tuesday midweek against North Alabama (UNA) from Florence. They've moved that back to Wednesday. Not really sure why, for what reason. Don't have a reason, but anyway, it has been moved back to Wednesday. And then State will host Arkansas this coming weekend. The other SEC baseball series set up for this coming weekend or around the rest of the conference. LSU goes to Tennessee this weekend. Now, LSU will go to Tulane in the midweek. Absolutely not a given for LSU, go to Tulane. But then turn around and go to Tennessee, who's a top 15 team in Knoxville and just took two out of three from Georgia. Florida this coming weekend goes to South Carolina. That'll be a good series. Uh, Texas A&M will host Georgia this coming weekend out in College Station. Uh, Auburn is at home this weekend hosting Kentucky. And don't look now and don't blink, but Kentucky's a pretty good baseball team also. And number one, Vandy, this weekend, goes on the road to Missouri. And if Vandy walks out there um, with one hand in pocket and an eye patch on, they still ought to win that series, uh, at the very least, against uh, Missouri this coming weekend. So, <clears throat> yeah. You know, early competition, you'd have to say that both state and LSU, they faced each other, but both state and LSU have tough early schedules in the SEC. But the toughest is South Carolina. (laughs) Because Carolina had to open the SEC season at Vandy, turn around and host number five Florida this weekend. But it's tough. It gets tough on everybody as these weekends in the league pile up. All right, that'll wrap it up for hour, one, hour 2. If you leave us, have a great weekend. If not, stick around for Hour 3. I'm Matt.
1: Another load of smart pills has been distributed, and I'm slap worn out. So I'll just
0: say, so long, neighbors. Get me out of here, Percy.